0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org This story that I want to tell you comes from a a sefer, Hagodas Chemdas Shemayim. It's a beautiful story. It was a Rav in a shul and he sees that one of his mispalim never ever stays for Berchus He's always folding up his talus in the beginning of Chazar as right after Kadusha, he packs out. When there's no, when there's no Duchening, he stays till the end of Davening. But whenever there's Duchening, the guy is out of the smadrish before Duchening. And it bothered him. And he decided that he has to get to the bottom of it. Now, he couldn't just ask him because the guy was a Holocaust survivor, and the Holocaust survivors went through so much, you can never know what triggers it and what it can do to the person if you ask them. So he knew he had to tread water very carefully, talk about it. So what he did was he invited this yid to come eat by him, the Yom Tif meal. And he, he sees that it comes after Kadusha. He can't believe it. He sees that this yid is folding up his talus. Hey, you're supposed to eat by me. Where are you going? And showing the guy pulled up his talus, he put it away, he walked out before Duchening, and that was it. The Rav was very upset, but he couldn't say anything, what's he going to do? The Rav folded up his talus after davening, obviously not on the, on the folds, and he leaves the shul, and he starts walking home, and he sees on the corner this guy, he's sitting there waiting for him, he says, good job, Rav, how are you, I was waiting for you, he says, oh I'm so happy, I thought maybe you left early, you weren't coming to me, no, I'm coming, I'm just waiting for you. And he waited, and they went home, and they walked home, and the Rav made Kiddush, and the Rav started eating, and after they had a good, gezunta first course, the Rav brought up the su- subject. And he says, tell me, Rabbiid, I have one question on you, you're such a great guy, but I noticed that you're never there for Berchaskayan, you're always leaving. What's the shot? You don't want the Bracha? And the guy turned white and he tells him, you know, I'm going to tell you now a story, a story and a story that I never told anybody in my life. You know I went through the Holocaust and I was there were thousands and thousands and thousands of yidden in the camp. Just our barrack itself had 800 yidden. We slept on a board, eight people to a board, and the board wasn't flat, it was on an angle, and people would roll off in the middle of the night, and when the one person turned over, everybody turned over, and they rolled off, The it was a it was geferlach. But we had one yid, who was a rov, and he would be mechazek everybody. He would walk around, giving chizuk, he would say over vedlach on the pashah, he made everybody feel that they're a yid, and it's kedai, and we're going to get liberated, and, he really kept us going. And one day, he makes an announcement in the barrack, and he says, "Rabbi Yisai, Pesach is going to be in two weeks from now. What's going to be? We need matzah. If there's anybody here, in this barrack, that has a way of getting us matzah, please see me. After a couple days, a yid comes over to the rov, and he tells him, I have an idea. I could get you matzah. You just have to tell me how to make it. He says, what do you mean? How could you get matzah? He says, my job in the camp is that I clean the head Nazi's house every day. And I noticed that from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, he goes into his room and he goes to sleep. And he's sleeping and I could do whatever I want in his house. I could bake matzahs. He has plenty of flour there. Whatever I need, he has in his house. So the Rav gave him instructions on how how to make the matzah, how to kasher the oven, and how to bake it. And the Yid followed the instructions, and he made two beautiful, nice-sized matzahs. And he came, and he brought it back to the barracks, and they hid it until Pesach night. It came Pesach night, and the Rav made an announcement, Rabbi Yisai, we're going to do the Haggadah now, and we have a surprise for everybody. And they all, 800 yidn sat down on the floor, and the Rav started speaking, and he made that, started saying that God. And he was talking about Golas Mitzrayim and Gu'ulas Mitzrayim, and he peppered it, the Oilam that we're gonna get out of here also, and it's gonna be Gavaldic. And then it came time for Matzah. And the Rav made the Brocha Alachilas Matzah, and he gave the Matzah to eight people and each one broke it up into pieces and they passed it around, and all 800 people got a little piece of matzah. Everybody made a bracha and everybody had a little piece of matzah. Matzah is ge'ula. Murrah, they have plenty of marah a whole year. They don't need no murrah. And the Rev was giving them and he was finishing the agad, he was mamash by the end, by chagadia, and all of a sudden the barrack door opens up And in marches, the head Nazi and 25 of his cohorts and the head Nazi takes out his revolver. And he goes over to the first Yid that he grabs and he puts it by his head and he says, who organized this reunion? And the Yid didn't know what to do. How could he go and say who it is? He says, listen here, if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to go to the next guy with the revolver and I'm going to kill him until I find out who made it. Suddenly, there was a loud sound in the middle of the barracks. And the Rav got up, and he walked over to the Nazi, and he said, I organized it. And he pulled his shirt up, and he said, you want to kill me, you can kill me. And the Nazi walked over with the revolver to him, like he was going to shoot him. And when he got a foot away from him, the Nazi started laughing. And he says, you think it's, your end is going to be so fu- so much fun? I'm just going to shoot you? No. We're going to have a lot of fun with you tomorrow. Everybody go back to sleep. We know who it is now. They look, took down his number. They knew exactly who it is. And the next day, they got all thousands of thousands of yidden, every Yid from the whole camp. They brought them together in one big square. And they brought this Yid, this rov. They brought him up to the front. And they told everybody what happened and how he made a rebellion in the, in the, in the camp. And they're now going to torture him and kill him in front of everybody. And it came time for them to shoot him. And the Yitz said, I don't get a last request. And the Nazi starts laughing. You want a last request? What do you want? Another piece of bread or a bowl of soup? He says, no, I want to tell my people one thing. He says, okay, what do you want to tell them? He says, I want to bless them. I want to bench them. And he says, you want to bless them? Who says you could, who you to bless them? He says, what do you mean? I'm a Koyan. So the Nazi says, okay, you could bless them. You got 30 seconds. And the Yid got up there in front of tens of thousands of people. And he said, and he benched all the yidden with birchas koyanim, And then they shot him. After the war, I was so tzabrochen, I said, I'm finished with Yiddish I'm going to find a Goyish wife, and no one's going to ever know that I was a Yid. And I was looking for a Goyish wife, and I found one. And I was about to marry her. And that night, I went to sleep. <coughs> and my memories began to haunt me. And what I saw was that Rav, that koyen, benching us. With his hands spread apart like a koyen duchens. And I dropped the, the marriage. And I went to find a Yiddish wife. And then I, we had a bunch of kids and I decided that I'm sending my kids to public school. And the night before I went to enroll my kids in public school, again, I had that same haunting dream where I saw the Koyan get up in front of everybody about to be shot, and he spread his hands out and again screamed out, Yivarek And I took my kids and I sent them to the Talmud Torah. And I know one thing. I can't get that vision out of my head. And if I ever go to Berchus Koyenim, I'll have a different vision of Berchus Koyenim. So to keep me in place, I decided that I can't go to any Berchus Kayenim. I walk out before Berchus Kayenim because I need to have that impression of that Koyan, that Rav, always in my mind. And that's what's keeping me in line. And even though it's so hard for me and I don't understand HaKadosh Baruch ways, but I know one thing... That their baruch Hashem said Yivarech Ani and Baruch Hashem have wonderful children. They're all sitting and learning. They're all making me proud. They're all from a yidden, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu should bring us the ultimate bracha, and we should have bracha ad bli dai v'shiach tzidkenu b'meherevi amen Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to Inspire.